and welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel Tenney, and here we learn all about plants, how they work, how to care for them, and it's all taught in a way that anyone, from beginner to expert, can listen to, understand, and enjoy. So I hope that you will join me in Plant School. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. So happy to have you here listening. Since it's been a while, we are going to be doing a care guide today for anthuriums, as you can see. And before we begin, I just want to do a little plug for this podcast. If you want to help support it and keep it going, if you enjoy listening, I would really appreciate your support by considering becoming a supporter of this podcast. And what that means, there's a little link in the description of every episode, and if you scroll down in the show notes, you will see this link that says support this podcast. If you click it, you can set up a monthly donation of 99 cents, of $5, of $10, whatever you choose. And it helps me be able to continue on with this podcast and create content for you as a listener. If that doesn't sound super interesting to you, I also have Plant School merch that is also linked in the show notes. You can go down and look through the fun designs that I've created for shirts and hoodies. Also some stickers, all of which are plant-related or directly related to the podcast. And if you don't have any money to spend, that is totally fine. Your support by listening means a lot and also by sharing it with other plant lovers means the world to me. And without further ado, let's jump right in to today's topic, which is anthuriums. Beginning off with the question of what is an anthurium? So it's common names. There's a lot of them. So first one is flamingo flower. There's also boy flower, heart of Hawaii, painted tongue, oil cloth flower, and lace leaf. Those are some of the most common, common names, but there are probably a few more that are out there. It's kind of interesting though, as I was researching for this episode, you're going to see why the name Heart of Hawaii is such a big deal because it plays a huge part in Hawaii's culture and we'll be getting into that because if you've listened to a care guide before, you know that I love diving into the history of these houseplants. So moving on, Going back to the question of what is an anthurium, they are from the Areaceae family and there are over a thousand species of anthuriums, but the most common is anthurium andranum and that's kind of what I will be focusing on today. There are a few other ones that are very common as houseplants, but I think probably the biggest one is the anthurium andranum or andrianum. So its genus names comes from the two Greek words anthos, which means flower, and aura, which is tail. And the anthurium, if you are unfamiliar with what it looks like, it's an exotic plant. It has these bright colored spays, and they can come in red, pink, white, green, yellow, even burgundy and lilac, and some are actually bicolored, so they have multiple colors in there, and then they have these really glossy, large, dark green leaves, and the spays are often called their flowers, 
but they are not actual flowers. The spays are just these really brightly colored modified leaves that serve as an attractant to insects in its native environment. So the true flower is the spadex or the spike that's in the middle, and it is made up of lots of tiny blooming flowers. And something interesting is that all those tiny blooming flowers contain both male and female flowers, so the anthurium is able to self-pollinate. Anthuriums can have a straight spadex, or a corkscrew spadex where it's kind of curly. It just depends on the species. And they do flower about every three months. Those flowers last about six to eight weeks. And of course, flowering is more likely to occur if you take good care of your anthurium. And we will get into how to provide that good care in the latter half of this episode. I wanna talk a little bit more about what they symbolize. Since there are different colors of anthuriums, different meanings have been applied to the different colors. So if you have one that has those red flowers, and I'm saying flower, but I'm meaning the spathe. I'm just being a little lax in how I use that word. So the red spathe or flowers symbolize abundance, adoration, happiness, hospitality, love, lusty love, romance, sensuality, sex, and sexuality. No, no beating around the bush with the red anthuriums. I think it's because the spadex looks similar to, you know, a man's reproductive structure. So some have taken that structure and applied this meaning to it. But it was mostly mentioned just for the red one. The white ones are known for symbolizing peace and purity. And they're actually often used in bridal bouquets, like the cut flower. The pink anthurium symbolizes friendship. And anthuriums altogether are known of holding the possible power of endurance. And in many traditions, anthuriums are used to represent hospitality. And sometimes people will call them the hospitality flower because it is so closely tied with that. They are also used in feng shui to bring in good luck, especially in regards to relationships. And if you do use them in decoration during Chinese New Year, it's thought to encourage prosperity. So there is a lot to the anthurium and what it can mean and how it's used in certain situations. Moving on to where they originate from, they are natively found in the rainforest in South America, specifically Colombia and Ecuador, and they can also be found in the Caribbean. They are epiphytes, not all of them, but most of them are epiphytes, meaning they grow on top of another plant, like in the canopy of a tree, for example. And so they are most often found in the canopies of trees, like in the crevices, they're able to find spots that are suitable for them to grow up there. And with that, I want to dive more into their history. So in their native habitat, which I just mentioned where they came from, being Colombia, Ecuador, and Caribbean, they were basically untouched by the native people there just because there was no interest recorded or shown by the people. And this could partly be due 
to the plain looks of the Anthurium. When you think of them today, you think of these really bright spays, and they're pretty eye-catching and beautiful, but in their native habitat that wasn't happening, they kind of just blended in. So that could be one reason why there is no recorded use from the native people. It was found in 1857 by an Austrian doctor and botanist. His name was Dr. Carl Van Scherzer. And he took this anthurium, he named it after himself. He named it Anthurium scherzerianium. And the second one that was discovered, the second anthurium, it was during an expedition in 1876 in the Andes Mountains in Colombia by a man named Edward Francis Andre, and he also named it after himself, Anthurium Andranium. He actually brought this plant back to England, and through a series of events, it landed in the Kew Royal Botanical Garden, as I feel like a lot of these houseplants did, and new species of anthuriums were thereafter discovered pretty rapidly. There were about 180 anthuriums recorded by the year 1860, and today we have over a thousand species of anthuriums that have been recorded. And as I was diving in more into the history, I mentioned this before that they were important to Hawaii, and I found this 23-page document all about anthurium culture in Hawaii. And here's kind of the rundown of what it talked about. I pulled from other sources as well, not just this one document. But it was really interesting. So the anthurium was first brought to Hawaii from London in 1889. So this was after Edward Francis Andre had brought it back from the Andes Mountains. It found its way from London, probably the botanical gardens at Kew, and came to Hawaii. The man who brought it there was a man by the name of Samuel Damon. He was a really prominent figure in Hawaii. He was a businessman. He was a politician. I think it was his grandfather that was one of the first missionaries that had come in through Hawaii. And just to kind of give you an idea of what a big deal this guy was and kind of how rich he was really. In 1924, when he passed, he left an estate that was worth over $250 million. And that's 1924 US dollars. If you convert it into today's money, it's about $4.5 billion. So just this massive estate, a lot of land. So yeah, this guy was a big deal. He saw the anthurium, thought it would be beautiful at his estate, and brought it over. And pretty soon, it became a sort of backyard operation for many people to earn extra money to start to grow anthuriums in their yard. Pretty quickly, though, it turned more to commercial business operations with people starting to plant acres upon acres of anthuriums. By the late 1930s, they were using a lot of seed propagation, and the reason for this was because the seeds do not always clone the parent plant. They are very variable. So if you take a seed and plant it, it will not look like the parent plant. It will often have new coloring on the spathe and things like that. So it was really desirable to do seed propagation. There were a lot of new and unique varieties that showed up this way in Hawaii. There's different families from Hawaii that have like their own patented 
and thurium flowers that are named after them. Today, we don't use a whole lot of seed propagation, maybe because so many have been claimed, but the most common propagation today is actually by tissue culture. So you take a slice of the tissue, you lay it in a petri dish, and give it the conditions to grow from there. It allows you to create a lot of anthuriums from very small pieces. So that's why it's really desirable for commercial growers. They don't need a whole lot of stock to create tons of plants. But going back to the 1950s, the University of Hawaii actually launched an anthurium research program. And this really impacted the expansion of the industry across the state of Hawaii. And then with the invention of the airplane, the anthurium business was able to be taken to an international scale. And many of these farms, they weren't just selling the anthurium plant, but they would be selling anthurium flowers as cut flowers. And the cut flower production actually peaked around 1980. And that year they sold over 30 million stems all over the world. They were super popular, especially in like bridal bouquets and things like that. And today, it's been 134 years since they were brought to Hawaii. It is still one of the island's main ornamental plant exports to America, Canada, Japan, Germany, as well as some other countries. So a really important plant in consideration with the history of Hawaii, but taking a step back out of Hawaii, during the 19th century, anthuriums became very popular. They were very fashionable, and it was largely due to its striking appearance. That spathe being that bright color, a lot of people really liked that. It didn't have a smooth journey to popularity. There were a few bumps in the road. In the 1970s, the anthurium industry did deal with a fungal disease that could just completely wipe out farms with about 50 to even up to 100% of a farm's anthuriums being infected at a time. So because of this, there are really strict sanitation and prevention protocols that were developed that the industry will use to keep fungal diseases from wiping out their entire stock like it did in the 1970s. And they are still popular today. They are most often marketed as being a plant for Valentine's Day and for Christmas. That is when they especially will pop up but you can find them year-round because they are still quite a popular houseplant. And with that, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to cover exactly how to care for your anthurium plant. All right, let's dive in how to care for your anthurium. First question, how do you water it? You want to water when the top few inches of soil feel dry. Too much water will lead to yellowing leaves, so do be careful of that. With it being a tropical plant, it does appreciate humidity. So if you can use a pebble tray or even a humidifier, or if you have a really well-lit bathroom or enclosed plant case, any of those, that can really help up the humidity. If you don't have anything like that or you don't feel like making a pebble tray, you can simply clump your plants together, your other houseplants around it, and that can also help raise the humidity. Not enough humidity can cause the leaf tips to turn brown. 
as far as lighting needs and where to place an anthurium in your home. They do like bright light, but not direct sun. Direct sun can burn the plant and cause brown leaf tips again just like low humidity can, and not enough sun can cause a plant to not flower very often. It can also cause the space to turn green and have a more dull color. It can slow its growth down, or it will just produce smaller flowers. So getting enough sun is very important to an anthurium. They do appreciate warmth, and they don't do well with drafts, so keep them away from any sort of AC vents or cooler windows, things like that. Low temperatures can also cause your spathe to turn more green and lose color. Moving on to how to fertilize them, you want to fertilize an anthurium in spring and summer about every month, and you want to use a fertilizer that is high in phosphorus because they do a lot of flowering and phosphorus really helps with that. So when you are looking at a fertilizer and the numbers on it, the NPK value, the P is phosphorus. So it would be the middle number being higher. So like a 10-20-10, something like that is ideal for anthuriums. Not feeding your anthurium or not fertilizing it can lead to infrequent flowerings and too much feeding on the other hand can also cause yellow leaves or fertilizer burn. If you do happen to fertilize it too much and you notice that the leaves are starting to yellow out, you can leach the soil by just letting water run through it. So like put it under a faucet with room temperature water and let that water go in and drain out the bottom. That kind of leaches out the extra salts and nutrients that the fertilizer has put in and kind of takes it away. They grow about an average of 4 inches per year and get up to a height of about 30 inches indoors. And if you are fertilizing it and taking good care of it, that is the ideal growth pattern for them. When it comes to repotting and what kind of soil it needs, you think about how it grows often as an epiphyte up in trees. They want a well-draining soil, like an orchid mix or even a succulent mix, just one of those more open, airy mixes to kind of mimic its native environment. And repotting should happen about every two to three years, and it's most ideal to do it in spring right before it's going into its growing season. You want to move it to a pot that's about one to two inches bigger. No bigger than that because that just causes a lot of excess soil that's sitting there and it can cause a lot of problems like root rot. And also too large of a pot can actually cause the plant not to flower very often. And when you are repotting, you want to place the root ball just above the soil surface. And if you're wondering, well, how do I know when my anthurium is ready to be repotted. You are looking for signs like roots coming out the bottom of the pot or the top, or there's lots of aerial roots that are showing up, or your plant is drying out super quickly. Moving on to how to prune an anthurium, you want to gently pull off any spent flowers, and that will encourage new flowers to come in. You can also prune off aerial roots if you don't like them being there. They're fine to stick around, but a lot of people do like to prune them off. But other than that, pruning needs just include removing old yellowing leaves when they do inevitably come. Moving on to propagation, we've kind of talked a little bit about it, how seed propagation leads to a lot of 
new and interesting variations of anthuriums, how the anthurium industry uses a lot of tissue culture today. But let's talk about more for the hobbyist, just you and I owning an anthurium. You can actually divide them and remove offshoots that have roots on them from the parent plant and create a whole new one. You can also take cuttings. You want to take one that has two to three leaves and place it in rich soil in a really high humidity area so that it is able to take off and do well. And those are the two main ones for people like you and I who have them in our home is dividing it or taking a cutting. And they can also be micropropagated, which is that whole tissue culture that the industry uses. And then if you do also want to try out the seed route, it's recommended that you place the seed in a really warm environment, about 77 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 25 degrees Celsius. It does take quite a while for the plant to fully mature and have any flowers, about one and a half to three years. And like I mentioned before, if you go the seed route, do not expect it to look like the parent plant. If you want it to look like the plant you already have, vegetative propagation is the way to go, meaning something like tissue culture or cutting or dividing it. All right, I just have three questions left. The first one being, are they prone to any pests? And yes, they are. Mealybugs and spider mites are the most common ones. Mealybugs can be removed with a cotton swab dipped in alcohol. Spider mites are kind of difficult to get rid of because they reproduce so fast and can build up resilience to different insecticides. So you want to use a variety if you have spider mites. Try neem oil, try alcohol, try miticides, different things like that. Just always be changing it to fully get rid of them. But other than that, they are pretty pest-free. I added this question because I thought it was kind of interesting to know that question being how long does an anthurium live? And this is kind of two parts for the anthurium because there are cut flowers. So if you have cut anthurium flower, they last about two to three weeks. But if you have the full plant, they can live for about five years. If you do take good care of it, hopefully you are able to after listening to this podcast episode. Expect it to live for about three to five years on average. And if you do take good care of it, expect it to live longer than five years. And lastly, just some extra care tips that I did want to throw in there. Cleaning off the leaves frequently with a damp cloth is recommended because they do have large leaves that can gather up dust and it can interfere with photosynthesis over time. And also, these plants are unsafe for both pets and humans, so keep them out of the way of your pets being able to get to them. And it's the entire plant that can be problematic if you eat it. The sap can cause skin irritation as well as an upset stomach. And this is because the sap has a high content of calcium oxalate crystals. If you're unfamiliar with what those are, just think of like kidney stones. That's the same stuff that's making up kidney stones. So definitely not something you want to be getting on your skin or ingesting or having your pets ingest. So just be careful of that if that is a concern in your home. And with that is how to care for an anthurium. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Plant School Podcast. I hope that you will join me in two weeks for a brand new episode, and I hope that you have an incredible day. 
you so much for being here and for listening to the Plant School podcast. I hope that you will join me for our next episode. And if you would like to support this podcast and keep it going, there's a link down in the show notes of this episode where you can donate to this podcast. And I really appreciate all that help. Or you can go to my merch store, which is also linked in the notes of this episode. And you can find some really cool plant-related shirts and stickers. And if you want to support the podcast but spend no money, feel free to share it with a friend, leave a review. All these things greatly help me out and allow me to keep doing this. Again, thank you so much for listening and for being here at the Plant School Podcast. Thank you.